leveraging the product tour. I think it's more more people these days, uh, more buyers these days are actually wanting to get a feel and visual sense right out of the gates. They're tired of sort of having it be a secret. And I think that's the power of Reprise and the product tour that we launched with you folks over there is actually being able to get get folks live in the product. Um, and I think that's extremely, extremely, has seen it to be extremely valuable. Hey everyone, George Soto here and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today I'm joined by Griffin Lee, who is a BDR at Troops. Griffin, how are you, man? It's good to see you. I love talking to BDRs, SDRs, whatever you want to call y'all. How are you? I've been there. I'm rocking today, George. It's it's been a it's been a busy day, and I'm and I'm excited to be here. Cool, dude. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat. Of course, Troops is a is a close partner of ours, and I've known Dan and Scott for many, many years since day one, and they've been hustling so hard. And it's really amazing to see what they've been able to build. Dude, can you uh, just kind of give us a quick rundown on your career background? And how did you become a BDR at one of the hottest, you know, sales tech companies in the world? And I would say the innovator around connecting your CRM. I know you do, of course, Salesforce and Dynamics and uh, Slack, right? So the connection between those two CRMs and then Slack, you've definitely innovated around that. Certainly. Um, my career has always lived in sales. Um, it's always something I knew I wanted to get into and something where I felt like my personality traits felt most aligned mm -hmm. um, with the sales mantra. Um, I started my career off at Yelp and from Yelp found a couple different start or transition to a couple different startups. Mm -hmm. um, most notably my last one at, at People Grove um, being an ed tech, um, which was an extremely rewarding experience um, and forever grateful for my time, for my time there. Um, my, my time ran out uh, at People Grove um, due to, you know, certain capacities and limitations, but I found, came across troops because of Scott's LinkedIn presence. Um, and how I, how I landed this role was how an SDR would land a meeting. I, I cold outreach Scott, uh, through LinkedIn voice and, um, clicked from there. <laughs> awesome. Well, I love Scott again, shout out to Dan and Scott for just uh, building a great organization. Let's talk about uh, some SDR BDR stuff here. Cause I've been an SDR BDR, I've been an SDR BDR manager. And I remember when I was supporting AEs, there were certain AEs that I really liked their workflow and their communication style and this, their, you know, just their overall sort of uh, uh, just way of being. And then there were some that I didn't. What are some of the traits or, you know, characteristics or workflows and communication styles that your favorite, uh, favorite AEs uh, possess? I think number one is actually taking pride in, in account collaboration um, and really taking pride in, in prospecting with the SDR or BDR, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I learned in this role at Troops, um, prospecting is extremely important and 
it's not a one man show. Um, and a company with my partnership with Greg Levine at, at Troops has really come a long way. Um, and the one area that I feel like we're really meshing is, is on a target accounts. Awesome. And so do you work in like a pod and how does that dynamic work without giving too much of your <laughs> secret sauce away? Yeah, actually in my last, this role in my previous role, I always was in a pod format. Um, you know, I certainly can understand the, the challenges um, around the, the partnership at times. Um, I have endured them firsthand in my previous role when I first got started at People Grove. Um, however, you know, as long as you keep the communication line open and the expectations really straightforward and direct with one another, I think you start to garner a lot more respect and trust within that relationship. And um, over time, you'll start to build together. Um, and at People Grove, that's that's what ended up happening. Um, the first STRA relationship I had, um, things weren't clicking. And the one way we, I broke out of that was by building a, a formal one-on-one -on -one, uh, stand, standing time on a day, actually a daily basis, just to hold, not necessarily do we meet on the daily basis, but ha making sure he and I knew that line of communication was always open and we were always willing to, to have each other's backs and, and collab when necessary. And how do you think you develop that relationship with the AE, like a real meaningful one. You talked about lines of communication open and those sort of things, but like what specifically, what, kind, what would be an example that you can give folks out there who are trying to sort of determine how they would strengthen the relationship with their AEs and then vice versa. What advice would you give AEs about making their SDRs or BDRs feel better and trust them more? I think from the SDR perspective, it's actually leveraging that curiosity that you have in your SDR role and use that curiosity in, in communication early on with your AE. Seek to understand. Um, seek to understand what he or she is ex expectations is of, of the BDR SDR. And I think that's number one. Um, the more questions, curiosity you can get from the get-go, the more you can gain a sense of like expectations um, from that AE. And then from an AE perspective, I think really being, you know, leveraging his or the expertise of, of the AE, um, leveraging his or her ex expertise, I think is really critical because that AE is more than likely has sat in the SDR BDR role before. So I would, I would start by clarifying best practices that he or she found helpful in the SDR BDR role. And then also seeking to understand like what's working, what's not um, so far in, 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 in the role as an SDR BDR. Sick. Well, let's talk about the demo. Of course, we love demos here at Reprise, <laughs> you know, well, and of course the demo technology can really be leveraged for product tours. I know y'all are, really been leveraging the heck out of it for that. But if you were to give like an SDR out there, a BDR out there, a, a piece of advice around how to use the demo to step up their game around inbounds, because I know you're doing 
demos for inbounds, what would that piece of advice be? Number one, I always like to say is from an inbound perspective or even just from a prospect perspective is, is at, like have the mindset of being an educator, not a qualifier and always leading with intent around why your company is building this specific feature that you're illuminating in the demo. Um, I think that's extremely critical. Um, but even prior to showing, you know, the actual demo is actually like seeking to understand and getting curious around like what he or she business outcome they're trying to solve and making sure what you're showing in that demo is, is relevant. So you can quickly pivot um, to make that demo as useful and relevant to that prospect as possible. I also think from a, a reprise perspective um, and leveraging the product tour, I think it's, more, more people these days, uh, more buyers these days are actually wanting to get a feel and visual sense right out of the gates. They're tired of sort of having it be a secret. And I think that's the power of Reprise and the product tour that we launched with you folks over there is actually being able to get, get folks live in the product. Um, and I think that's extremely, extremely has seen it to be extremely valuable. Awesome. Well, thank you for the, that shout out. We didn't uh, rehearse that earlier. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You know, if you were to think about, you know, social selling and how you've been able to leverage it for particularly outbound, you know, any, anything that stands out that you're like, you know what, I did that on social, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, et cetera. And it really helped me move the needle. And it was really clear that, that it had an impact on my prospecting. Certainly. I think from a LinkedIn perspective, it's like engaging as much as possible. Um, not necessarily is it meaning like you have to post, 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 but trying to create a, a channel where your name will be seen and you start to garner a reputation for the things you engage with. Um, so one area that I, I found, I feel like really that, that has helped my presence and notoriety is just continuously, consistently commenting on posts that are relevant to my role and where we can actually have actual meaningful interaction with one another outside the comment. Um, I feel like, yeah, I have a long way to go in terms of posting. I, I still feel that hesitancy around around posting at times just because of. Yeah. I was going to ask why, yeah. why do you have that hesitancy? Cause I get it. Right. Like I think from my perspective, I've had hesitancy in the past because maybe I wasn't comfortable with myself enough. If someone asked me a question that I couldn't, you know, respond in an in intelligent way, or I didn't want to be like sort of called out on social. That was for me. <laughs> you know, like the, the reason why, but, you know, at some point I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to be me. I feel pretty, pretty good about my experience in technology and SaaS and those sort of things. So if people do ask, I'm going to give them a straight answer. The other thing was like, I was, uh, 
I would say a little sensitive about people disagreeing with me and then, you know, posting that. Cause you see a lot of people on social media right now. Well, the last couple of years really being not as nice all the time. And that's sort of like now sort of made its way onto LinkedIn. So I would say like do those two things have really impacted me in the past. Now I just won't, I won't engage with anyone that's being inappropriate or mean. It's just like not cool, but that's just for me, right. For my own like psychology. Certainly. I, I think it's, you, you go down the right path there and sort of where the hesitancy has been in the past. And it's, am I right or wrong by saying what I'm saying? And, you know, as I start to gain a little momentum here, posting on LinkedIn, sharing my knowledge, um, I've, I've come to, come to terms, not a hundred percent yet, but more so leaning, working my way towards that, that term around, there is really no right or wrong in posting just like there's technically really no right or wrong in sales. <laughs> um, so I think as you, what I would encourage and what I'm trying to push myself to do more so is, is be yourself, know your self-worth and, and continue that momentum. I think once you, once you get going, you'll start to feel the rush and the desire to, to post more. Yeah, totally. Well, well said, you know, if you think about adding value, you know, we're always talking about that add value. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like I, I don't want to decrease value. Although if you like do a couple things, bother people, demo things that are irrelevant, you know, not do your research, that kind of stuff, waste their time, then maybe you are decreasing value or, or removing uh, value. Uh, but, you know, if you think about, adding value as in SDR, BDR, what comes to mind? Like, what are some of the things that you can do to just add value? Leverage your resources. I mean, internal resources in terms of content, especially relating to marketing. Troops has done a phenomenal job uh, with the resources uh, available to myself and all the different videos, blog posts, articles, third-party sources I could share that would be relevant to my prospect without an ask. Um, early on in my career, I always thought it was about ask, ask, ask. And I've come, come to fruition that, you know, the long game is oftentimes uh, more in the rep's favor. Um, so educating them by sharing relevant content Again, I think it really starts with your internal resources and what's available. Um, and if you don't see it available, I would certainly encourage reps to ask, like, what, what's, what content do you advise sharing or what content's available that might be worthwhile to our prospects to start creating awareness and educating? Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. That definitely resonates. Griffin, thank you so much for your time. I had one last question I wanted to ask you. You know, if you're thinking about sort of the, you know, the idea of a secret sauce that, you know, this is kind of a funny question because you don't want to like totally give it away. But if you did have any tips or any recommendations or advice out there for folks around maybe how they can find their secret sauce, maybe how you found your secret sauce and perhaps any tips around how they can drive performance, uh, what would that be? I think number one is being, being coachable and having a, a willingness to go out of your way 
to, to learn. Um, I think early on, it's really important, like hopping into a new role. You may think you know a lot, but deep down, there's always a lot to learn. I think whether or not you're three years into your sales career or 10, um, you see the best leaders out there and they still have this energy and passion and openness to learn. And I think that's, I don't even know if that's a secret sauce, but <laughs> it's just something I would certainly encourage um, for new reps. Absolutely. Why? Well, I, I totally agree with you. I think it is a secret sauce because I don't think that coachability and, and those sort of things uh, are necessarily obvious. And you might read it in a book. It might be in management training. It may be in one of your business you know, etiquette classes. But to really be self-aware enough to be coachable and teachable is incredibly valuable. And you're absolutely right because you can just run into walls endlessly and learn on the go, or you can allow yourself to be coached and taught by someone who's been there and done that. And then you have absolutely by default an advantage. So thanks for sharing that. Griffin, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. If folks want to follow you, I'm, I'm guessing LinkedIn is going to be the best channel. And if they want to learn more about troops, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Certainly. Uh, email is griffin at troops.ai if interested in learning more. Um, but LinkedIn is always uh, a go-to channel that I'm very actively on. Um, so don't be shy. Um, I'll certainly love to be open to engaging with anyone that comes my way. Cool. Again, shout outs to the entire troops team. We're customers here at Reprise. Absolutely love them. I know a lot of their advisors and early uh, teammates. So uh, a lot of love to you guys. Thank you so much, Griffin, for being on the show. And uh, we'll uh, hope to Hope to meet you in person at some point when maybe we'll do like a reprise troops, you know, party or something at some point. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me today, George. And uh, I'll, I'll look forward to that party. <laughs> Absolutely. Keep, uh, keep kicking ass, man. Likewise.